continuing our journey uh, by way of trusting in the Lord. You know, uh, as God started me on this teaching many years ago, first of all, I wonder how many people are with me that got started with me. But the other item is, is that you never know where a journey with the Lord will go. Uh, but we're, we have gone through several periods. We've gone through uh, the Obama period of, of the son of Satan actually making an appearance on planet Earth um, and stirring racism. And actually, the legalization of a, of a groupings of sins that were condemned in the Bible. Sodomy, for instance, God stoned, uh, brim, fire and brimstoned Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, uh, in, trusting the Lord has taken us through a period where a leader has uh, arisen and legalized through the highest courts of the land, the highest authorities of the land, to legalize the very thing that God hated so much that he killed everybody in Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, we have gone through that period. Uh, and, and, and by trusting in the Lord, it allowed us to get through that. We have, we have survived a leader who has actually laughed at the scriptures. Obama laughed at the scriptures regarding the eating of shellfish. And he made a joke out of the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, saying that our generals would not know what to do with the idea of Trinity of the chief. And he gave a great big ha-ha. Well, it was by trusting in the Lord that we were not deceived. Uh, and now we've come to the, uh, the doorstep of the sidewalk of the, uh, the tribulation um, with the 1,000-year reign of peace in view. We have a lot to say about the 1,000-year reign of peace. We have a lot to say about uh, the uh, about the elect, and are you one of the elect? We have much to say about the Jews are no longer the chosen people, and Jerusalem is no longer the chosen city, and we can demonstrate that unequivocally uh, by the power of God's word, and we're going to be dealing with that uh, to some degree here today. Uh, but I want to read some verses to help us get at least started on recapping some of the things that have become revelation uh, teachings to humanity. Uh, who are you? Who are the elect? Who is this prophesied group of people? Uh, why is it and how is it uh, that the Jews are no longer God's chosen people? And how can that be demonstrated? And where is there any biblical prophetic Prove that the Jews are no longer, and how can one prove that Jerusalem is no longer uh, the holy city? And if not, where is the holy city? And what is this business of the land of winter and the land without winter that we have been teaching as a matter of, of revelation? But I want to read some scriptures that perhaps in heretofore have not had the kind of impact that they're going to have. Uh, as we are now approach this age. Number one, uh, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24. Now, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, is the chapter regarding the tribulation. And it, uh, it says uh, in the 16th verse, 
some astounding things that most people probably read for the first time and thought that there must have been a mistake. Did that happen to you? Or that there must be something that you don't understand because it seems counterproductive to what you believe to be believed. It said, let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Now, Judea is the, the holy city. That is the holy county where Jerusalem is. Judea is the county in which Jerusalem is. So why would one say flee to out of Judea to the mountains. Now, in one of our recent teachings, we have pointed out to you that a Toussaint Overture and several other military revolutionists uh, named what was then once called Saint Dominique after the French uh, uh, priest named Dominique. Uh, they, after taking the land, in 1804, they renamed it Haiti. And we have discovered that the word Haiti has ancient roots that are older than the European civilization. That Haiti is a word that was used by the aboriginals. Um, it, uh, and by that, I mean the originals uh, that, uh, that, uh, that proceeded, preceded, rather, the, uh, the European uh, settlements and name process. And the, the word Haiti means the land of high mountains. So now, I'm not asking you to believe that when Jesus said that during the tribulation that you should flee to the mountains, I'm not asking you uh, to believe that it's Haiti. I'm just reading the verses. Is that right? I'm just reading the verses that said, let them which be in the, what was once, Jude, what was Judea, let them flee to the mountains. Uh, and then look at verse 20. But pray that your flight be not in winter. By the way, going back, so why would you leave Judea? I mean, wouldn't you want to run to the holy city? If the tribulation and all hell is breaking loose, when you want to be in the holy city, Jesus says, leave and leave quickly because there's no longer the holy city. I'm coming back to that. I'm not through with that. We're going to talk more about that from the scripture and scripture only. But I want to talk to you about the ultimate land of winter. I want to talk to you. Remember that we have said in verse 20, it says of Matthew's gospel 24, it says, but pray that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Now let me point up a couple of things to you that you will agree with as the truth, but you don't have to agree with my ultimate uh, prophecies or, uh, or, or teaching that Russia is the ultimate land of winter. You, you see all that red up on that map? You see that? All that red. Well, a segment of that red, of course, to your, on your left, in the smaller splotches of that, is Europe. And then just above, of course, is uh, the Finland, Norway, and Sweden. But 
going about two inches in of the red all the way to your right where there's nothing but unbroken, no white lines, just all red all the time is what is known as Russia. It is the largest nation on planet Earth. And all of that land you see covered in red right now is covered in snow. It's only the part of Russia on the uh, uh, left side of your screen where you see a multitudinous groupings of white lines separating the little small Baltic states uh, and parts of Europe as well. But then you got this one contiguous big red blotch. Well, that's all Russia, Siberia. It's all covered with snow. It is the ultimate land of winter. I said it is the ultimate land of winter. Remember Sarah Palin, the vice presidential candidate with John, John McCain some time ago? Remember she said from Alaska that she could see Russia. And well, she's actually right about that because Alaska, which is another Iceland covered with snow, Japheth hangout, uh, is uh, the Bering Strait separates Russia uh, but at any rate, all that red you see is nothing but winter. There's more winter there than there is in both the North Pole and the South Pole. Were you to trip, continue, or to combine both Russia, or both North Pole and South Pole, were you to combine them, you would not get as much winter or land of winter as you get in Russia. I got a point, just hold on, because you might wonder where I'm going. Well, Russia is the ultimate land of winter. And the Bible says, when the tribulation comes, pray that your flight be not in winter, verse 20. But pray that your flight be not in winter. That's number one. Number two here. Is that, so we know where winter is, the ultimate land of winter. Pray that you, that you not be in the land of winter when the tribulation comes, number one. Number two, neither on the Sabbath day. Well, let me explain to you. Japheth is the biggest Sabbath breaker on planet Earth. Japheth is the biggest sinner on planet Earth. You listen to me again now, because this is going to hit y'all some, some of y'all pretty hard. Japheth is the, the son of Noah who has inhabited the land with winter all up in Europe and Norway and Finland and everywhere else. All that red up there is Japheth. And then, of course, you go across over to America where you got that dark gray. That's Japheth, too. But Japheth is the ultimate sinner. That's right. Japheth is the ultimate sinner, and Russia is the ultimate land of winter. That almost rhymes, doesn't it? Japheth is the biggest Sabbath breaker on planet Earth. Japheth is the biggest Sabbath breaker on planet Earth. Now, of course, we got the Buddhists and the Hindus. They're Sabbath breakers, too, and they're Hamites. Then, of course, 
we got many Hamites who have been led by Japheth to violate the Sabbath. Now these are the two things that Jesus himself said. Pray that you are not in violation of the Sabbath and pray that you're not living in the land of winter when the tribulation hits the fan. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. He said, pray that you're not in the land of winter and that you are not, that your, that your flight be not on the, that you are not a violator of the Sabbath. Pray that you're not a violator. And, J, and Japheth, the Catholics, the Southern Baptists, are the biggest violators of the Sabbath on planet Earth. They hate the Sabbath. In fact, Japheth has turned the Sabbath into a money-making machine. God is so mad with Japheth, with the Catholics, with the Southern Baptists. Those boys have turned God's holy day into a money-making enterprise. They tell everybody to go out and spend money. Go out and, 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 and have leisure. Play golf on the Sabbath. God's angry with him. I tell you, I tell you, God, is, his name is Jesus. He's angry what Japheth have done. But that ain't all. Now the fool has gone ahead now and profaned even the day he claimed was holy, Sunday. We'll come back to that. So Russia is the ultimate land of winter, and I got a reason why I'm telling you that. And I'm saying to you, to, to, the, to the Canaanites, uh, that's all the people from the Caribbean, from Guyana all up through Venezuela, all the way up to Belize, all the way up there in Costa Rica, all the way up there, that you need, Canaanites and Hamites need to unite. Canaanites and Hamites need to unite. And here's the reason why. Now listen to me very carefully. Listen to me, I'm the Lord's servant. I said, I'm the Lord's servant. Tribulation Trump has sold America to the ultimate land of winter. It's prophecy. It is prophecy. Tribulation Trump has sold America to Russia. He has. And I'll talk more about this in other segments about the spirit of delusion. Reprobate mind. I'll come back to that in another segment. But tribulation Trump has sold America to the ultimate land of winter, and that is Russia. That is right. And it is God's way of separating the sheep from the goats. Japheth and Shem, both of them. You know, uh, I used to have hang out with a number of Jewish people who used to hate Russia because of the Russian pogroms, the way the early communists treated the fleeing Jews, Shemites, that were fleeing from Hitler and fleeing from persecution in Europe. And they fled to Russia, Moscow, St. Petersburg, and, and, and then in the area that was to some degree Russia, in the Ukraine, in Kiev. 
And the Russian Japheth people uh, treated the, 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 the Shemites worse than the Japheth people treated the Hamites and the Canaanites in the Caribbean. Killed them, imprisoned them, sent them out way out there in the middle of Russia in a thing called the Gulag. It, it, it was worse. Let me tell you something. Mr. Engineer, put that map back up again. There's, a, there's a, all that. You see all that red? Where it ain't no, got no white lines dividing it. In the heart of that is a place called the Gulag. Now you're looking at. From the left side of your screen where you see red but a whole lot of white lines. And then you see red and no white lines going to your right. Is Siberia and the Gulag. You're looking at 5,400 miles of nothing but ice and snow and perpetual winter. On the 4th of July, they get 5 and 6 inches of snow upon 30 inches that are already there. It's called a gulag. That area right there is so wide, and Russia is such a big nation, it covers eight time zones. Now, you'll notice, if you look to your left, America, uh, as you can see, from the east coast to the west coast, covers four time zones. We have the eastern, then we have the Pacific all the way to mountain time and central time. Four time zones. Where Russia is so vast and so big, it covers eight time zones. You, you, you Nearly 8,000 miles you go through, going through all of Russia. But in the heart, all that ain't nothing on those cities out there. It's just the gulag. In Russia, them Japheth boys put Shem in slavery out there in the gulag. At least when Japheth put Ham and Canaan in slavery, he put them in a nice tropical land where he didn't have to have no winter coat or no winter boots when he put them down in the Caribbean. But I, you know, then these Jews began to tell me when this, this dog, this Orange had a orangutan, this low-life piece of trash, this bankruptcy king, this coochie grabber, tribulation Trump became president or ran for president. They told me how much, and he began to be a whore for Russia, because that's what he is. He's a whore for Russia. Bring me back up, Mr. Engineer. He's a whore for Russia. These Jews began to tell me how beautiful Russia is. And then you had... Uh, these Christians, John Hagee down there in the Southern Baptist and Robert Jeffers, uh, Southern Baptist, all began to talk about how beautiful and how wonderful the, race, the, the, the Christians are in Russia. Well, God has led them to doom. God Almighty has led them to destruction. That's why the Canaanite brother and the Hamites, y'all brothers got to get your stuff together. You got to, you go ahead and unite because tribulation Trump has sold America. Uh, he sold America to uh, the ultimate land of winter. And God has, has, has sent me now as his messenger uh, to call the Canaanites. And the Hamites. And here's the other thing. 
that you need to be mindful of is that the uh, you that now that tribulation Trump has come, and I was wondering about this and praying about this, and I didn't want to bother God. I didn't want the Jesus to think that I didn't believe him or anything. But I was wondering when was Canaan going to get out from underneath his curse and thusly be able to uh, uh, emerge with his brother Ham as the elect. I was wondering about that. But now we can clearly see that tribulation Trump has sold Japheth and America to the ultimate land. It's a trap. You listen to these politicians and listen to these Southern Baptists and you scratch your head and wonder what the hell is wrong with these white people. Now I say white because I won't get your attention. What the hell? They are covering for Russia. They are fighting tooth and nail. I mean, you got the Southern Baptist evangelical white people. I say that because I know it gets your attention. I want to, I'll use Japheth. That's the appropriate term. I know. But sometimes you have to use a, another form of that verb, a noun, to really show its true action. These people in the Southern Baptists and the Shemites too are all under the authority of the land of ultimate winter. Figure it out. It's the truth. It's the truth. It ain't nothing but a storm down truth. So I, 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 I want to go ahead and... and, 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 and help you to understand, I never thought I would ever hear Jews, Shemites, praising the land of Pogrom. But I swear, you ain't never, this is the power of God. This is the power of God, I tell you. When you got Shemites praising the land of Pogrom, the ultimate, the land where they were treated Worse than the Canaanites enslaved in North America and also in uh, the Caribbean. So here, here's what I need to see now. Uh, the Canaanites are a couple of things. Now I'm going to say this, but y'all have to be honorable. You have to listen and God to do what I say. You want to be a part of the process, you're going to have to do, you Canaanites and Hamite brothers, I'm the Lord's servant. You're going to have to do what I say. I don't want to hear nothing about no Martin Luther King. I don't want to hear nothing about no Barack Obama. I don't want to hear nothing about no Frederick Douglass. I don't want to hear nothing about no Harriet Tubman. I don't want to hear nothing about them people. Well, God ain't sent them. I don't want to hear nothing about nobody that God Almighty, his name is Jesus, didn't I say so? Don't come up in here with that. If you want to be free. If you want to be free, if you want to be a part of God's chosen people, then you can't be following those who have not been chosen by God. Don't come up in there. Stay on out there. When you come in here, come on up in here now, ready to sit down and be a free man. 
ready to sit down and be a, a multimillionaire. All this property, all these houses, all these businesses. Come up in here and learn how to be an honest businessman. Got to take y'all down to Haiti and down to Jamaica and with, to learn how to be honest businessman towards your brother. How to, you know, when Moses taught the Jews, the Shemites, he taught them how to be honest toward how to use the right kind of balances and weights. Don't be cheating your brother. You brothers work in construction or engineering or air conditioning or whatever else it is that you do, or you're a lawyer. Don't you cheat your brother. We have enough of that. Those of you who are remaining in politics, don't you, don't you, don't you side, don't you, don't you make sodomites out your brother. You leave that office of politics, leave the office of mayor, leave the office of Congress, leave. If they want to tell you to tell your brother and your, your sister to be a sodomite, leave. Don't you come up in here talking that old Obama talk. The man that hates God more than anybody other than the devil himself is Obama. He hates God more than, he's the only, the only man that hates, the only person that hates God more than Obama is, is the devil himself. Laughing at the scripture. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. The Beatitudes. Ha, ha, ha. Our general wouldn't know what to do. Ha, 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 ha. What about eating a lobster and shellfish? Ha, 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 Laughing at the scripture. And then you're going to come up in here and tell me. Yeah, these swine dancing preachers. These John Bryan's. These T.D. Jakes. These Crefno Dollars. These lies. Swine dancers, they're nothing more than cowards in a foxhole and clowns in a closet and monkey in a tree. Don't you come up in here with that with me. Now I'm going to tell you how to unite. And all of this belongs to you. That's right. But don't you come up in here with that Obama, a hater of God, and you're going to come up here with an Obama button on you. You better get out of here. Don't you come up in here. You come up in here. Obama, the biggest hater of God, since the devil himself. And you need to know it, laughing at the scripture. How is any preacher going to preach about, uh, 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 preach Jesus and the Holy Ghost and then honoring a man that laughs at the scriptures and then solidifies the one thing that God did not wait for judgment day to judge. God did not wait for judgment day to judge sodomy. He fired brimstone, the same fire brimstone that's going to be in hell waiting for many of y'all. But he didn't wait for judgment. He fired brimstone sodomy. And this Obama devil has gotten the whole of Japheth world agreeing and made it legal and will persecute and prosecute and chastise and rob and steal and kill and imprison anybody who doesn't agree with sodomy. Don't you come up here with that Obama stuff. Don't you, don't you, don't you even stay on out there with your nappy head self and follow Obama with your poor broke self. You're poor, you're broke, you ain't got no sense. Your daughter's a prostitute and your son is a little fairy. Don't you come up in here. You're going to come over here. Then come on up in here and ready to sit down and be an honorable man. Listen to the truth. Come in here. Come up here ready to be a leader, a developer. And you politicians need to stop cheating your brothers. Stop deceiving them. 
Stop getting their votes out there in Queens and South Central Los Angeles and down in Overtown, Miami and out there in Atlanta, getting your votes and then running down there to Washington and getting one of them congressional offices and grinning in the face of Japheth, skin flattening, grinning and smoking cigars and drinking rum and setting out your brothers and setting out their children, got their children barefoot and pot-bellied while you sitting up there drinking rum in the steakhouses there uh, in, in and, and Georgetown. Don't, 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 we, we ain't gonna have you doing that. And we're gonna come looking for you too. No, it's time for Canaanites and Hamites to unite. Now I'm gonna talk about the Caribbean. But no, you got to act like the chosen one, not the civil rights one. But I can tell you this y'all got enough sense, at least some of y'all. Got enough sense to look over there and say, what the hell is these white people doing? You ain't never seen nothing like it. These boys are saying Russia ain't done nothing to America. Leave Russia alone. Leave Trump alone. I mean, have you ever seen that crazy as these people? I swear! You ever seen anything crazy as these people? These congressmen, these senators standing there with their pink faces. Russia ain't done nothing to us, they say. And then you got that Sean Hannity and Alex Jones. I swear, I ain't never seen nothing like it. You know, when Japheth went over there to West Africa and started loading up Canaan on them boats over there, and then those kings and the king's bodyguards uh, tied up the children and put them on the boats. That must have been something to watch. You know, the Japheth boy, <laughs> he must have we must been over there and said, damn. You know, these kings, damn's in the Bible. Uh, uh, these kings were sending their children to these, to these blonde-haired, blue-eyed people with them boats and all that sail, them sails on it. The Japheth boy must have been looking and saying, man, this is crazy, but they're going to do it, take them if they're going to sell them. And that was crazy. But I suppose an equal sense of crazy, when I watch the news, it doesn't matter what channel, and I see these Japheth politicians saying that Russia ain't colluded, that Russia didn't meddle in the election, that Russia didn't, Russia didn't, and leave Russia alone, and then tribulation Trump, tribulation Trump, by the way, I got a revelation. <laughs> I got a revelation. Got a revelation. Check this out. Here it is. There are two people in the world that tribulation Trump will not speak a word against. The first one is Vladimir Putin. Ha! And the second one is Stormy Daniels. <laughs> tribulation Trump will not speak a word against either one of these people. Now, what do we know about Stormy Daniels? And what do we know about Vladimir Putin? <laughs> we know that Stormy Daniels got a sex hole on Trump and Vladimir Putin got a money and a sex hole. Uh, you want to shut Trump up? There are two people on planet Earth 
Not even Jesus can stop plowing. Not even God and seven of the holy apostles. Not the Pope can shut Trump up or dare Trump. But that that black that that stormy Daniels has got that boy as quiet as a church mouse. I swear. I ain't never seen no white boy with blonde hair run across the White House lawn the way that boy runs when you mention Stormy Daniels or Vladimir Putin. If this ain't if this ain't absolute truth, if this ain't the judgment of God against Trump, I don't know what is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. At any rate, my friends, uh, Trump has sold out America. And then you got these Jews, Shemites, saying how wonderful Russia is. You know, Jews are saying that Russians, Christians, are the best Christians. That's <laughs> where you, you know, when God, when God makes a fool at you, <laughs> there ain't no bigger fool to be found. When God, his name is Jesus. So here, I want to say to the Hamite and Canaanite brothers, it's time to unite. All up and down the Caribbean. Now, let me remind you about the ultimate land of winter because I want to show you the ultimate land without winter. Mr. Engineer, please uh, show us all that big red map one more time. See all that red with no white land lines anywhere? That's Russia. It crosses eight time zones. If you look at America, you can put America in Russia twice. Ru America crosses four time zones. Russia Crosses eight times. But all that red stuff ain't no city. Ain't nobody. All that, all that is nothing but snow and ice. And that's where God's getting ready to send Japheth and Shem. Get ready to send him over there. Getting ready to send him over there. And now that land is now taking uh, authority over America. We, we see that happening before our very eyes. And we see what is happening uh, to the... Uh, to the Shemite people. So here, let me let me say one final thing that I think that need to be said here now. And I want to use some Bible here. Mr. Engineer, I didn't give you these verses. But can you find uh, the book of Exodus chapter 3, verse 22, and the book of Exodus chapter 11, verse 2, and the book of Exodus uh, chapter 12, verse 35? Now, remember, while the engineer is looking for that, I want to remind you that Jesus was preaching in the book of Matthew's gospel, chapter 24, where he said, then let them during the time of the tribulation, let them which be in Judea. In other words, Judea was the holy county because Jerusalem was in Judea. That's what Jerusalem was. It was the holy county. But Jesus said, when the tribulation come, run from Judea. Run from Judea. He said, flee to the mountain. Now, we'll have to ask Jesus, and I'll tell you, I don't have this as a word from the Lord. I just have it as just, just basic historical fact. That Haiti, the word Haiti, which is an aboriginal word, and by that, I means it anything that predates the Japheth of European society and settlements and towns and language. That's the aboriginal. And the word Haiti is an aboriginal word that means the land with high mountains. So now 
when God says, and Jesus is talking here, uh, let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Well, I don't have it as a word that God is saying flee to Haiti. Well, I did tell y'all to flee to Haiti, and I'm going to go there, and you need to go there too. But what I am saying, it sure looks awfully prophetic. It sure, and by the way, Haiti is the only uh, really true uh, uh, Canaanite land in all of the Caribbean. Uh, because it is, it, it's Iwana's independence. It has its own name. Don't carry the name of these British uh, pedophile priests and so-called British priests of St. Vincent and St. Martin and all that crowd of saints or who know what. At any rate, so Mr. Engineer, did you find for me uh, in the book of Exodus chapter 3, I want you to, I want to, I pull it up because I have to go in a few moments and I just want people to know, uh, first of all, I'm inviting you to unite. Hamites and, and, and Canaanites unite. I'm inviting you, but I don't want you, and I'm inviting you to come, but you got to, here, you need to understand something. You see how crazy, you, if you're Canaanite, right, or Hamite, you see how crazy these Southern Baptists, pardon me, and Shemite and Japheth people are acting about this lying, filthy mouth coochie grabber. You see how, how they acted about him? Well, you acted like that about Obama. Now, you would not so much as want me to be dancing up and down and building monuments to tribulation Trump. And, but you need to know that Obama and Trump are cut from the same cloth. They came from the same lie. They came from the same corner of the pit of hell. Ain't no different. So please get it in your heart. Get down on your knees and pray about it because I know you're hearing these messages and I know you're knowing the truth. Get down on your knees and pray that you don't come up in here praising Obama no more so than you come up in here praising Tribulation Trump. They're both from the same corner of the pit of hell. Both of them. I said both of them are. So now let's leave all that alone. And come on over here now and recognize before uh, the entire American system collapsed under the weight of Vladimir Putin. And we're going to go to the land without winter. Atla uh, is already established by God. You've heard me say it for years. You ain't never in all your days heard a preacher preach uh, as, as significantly the prophecy that God has preached about Atla as you have heard me. That alone ought to let you know that I'm the Lord's servant. But Mr. Engineer, put that verse upon me because I want, I want you to know that we're going to demand that the islands be given back, that the Caribbean, the land without winter, be given fully to the people of Canaan and that the present British authority and businesses, American businesses, that they in a gesture to be blessed of God will get on the plains out of St. Kitts, out of St. Thomas, out of St. out of Grenada, out of St. Lucia, out of Dominica, out of Trinidad, out of Tobago, 
out of all of those, out, out of the Cayman, out of the Grand Turks, Caicos, out of Bermuda, out of Bahama, out of Jamaica, and all the other islands everywhere and in between. We get on the plane, all the Japheth people. We get on the plane. And they'll hold a great big blessing ceremony and say that we're going back to our homeland and we're going to leave all of this to Canaan. Now, let me tell you where I get that from. Well, let me say that about You know, when Moses told Moses told um, the uh, Shemites when they were leaving my father Ham's land in Egypt, he said, now every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and ye shall put them all upon your sons and upon your daughters and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. That's verse uh, 22. Let's go to uh, Exodus chapter 11 verse 2 if you will please because I won't God, Moses told the children of Israel to do this uh, so they wouldn't go out poor and broke. I want you to know that God wants us to inhabit the land. Look at uh, Exodus chapter 11, verse 2. Now speak now in the ears of the people and let every man borrow of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor jewels of silver and jewels of gold. Verse 3, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. You see that? All right, let's go to one more time just for the Holy Ghost. Exodus chapter 12, verse 35. So people will know that they have a right to ask for that island. And then we're going to rename those islands. No, we're going to rename them. God's got me, I've been renaming for quite some time. If you look at Exodus chapter 12, Verse 35, this is the Trinity. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And verse 36, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. All right, so now we're going to use this biblical principle uh, in the land without winter. And uh, in, the, in the land of Canaan, the Canaanites. Uh, and that, all the way from East Texas all the way over to Jacksonville, Florida. And down in the Seminoles and over there on Daytona. And uh, all the way over there to Oklahoma and uh, Louisiana and uh, Mississippi and Alabama and Kentucky and Tennessee and Ohio and Indiana and North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, uh, Virginia, um, all of that region is the land of the Canaanites. That's right. All of that region is the land of the Canaanites. And so, my friends, I wanted to let you know that uh, that Russia is the land of ultimate winter. So if there's one place you don't want to be associated with, during the time of the tribulation, Jesus said, pray that your flight not, be not in winter. If there's one place you don't want to be associated with, with Russia, and guess what America is doing? America is pulling down, pulling up her skirt and pulling down her undies and, and giving herself over to Russia by this, this, this low life, this degenerate uh, who has brought out the degenerate sea. 
in the Japheth people. He is their mascot, and they honor this degenerate. But me, I'm the Lord's servant. I think what you need to do is that I've been telling y'all you need to get those lessons we taught some time ago, the feeding of the swine. You need to get those lessons that we've taught. And um, since we've come back from Haiti, and uh, we're broadcasting now every Sunday morning at 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock, and every Sunday night to 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And uh, whether you want to agree with me or not, because I know when I hit y'all with that Obama told you that uh, they, there's only one person on planet Earth that ever hates God more than, the, than, uh, than Obama is the devil himself. I know how that got you, but you know I told you the truth. You know, you see what that boy has done. And uh, you, but you've been going the wrong way. That's why can you still poor and your still shoes are turned over and you're still broke and you, uh, everybody's taking your land from you and, and everybody's taking your identity from you. Uh, but when we come together and unite, we got to come together under the word of God, under the authority of God. We can't come together under these lying politicians that take your vote and run down there to Georgetown, Washington and flitter away your future and your children's education. We got to, and we got to stop, uh, like Moses told the children of Israel, don't cheat your brother. And we got to stop cheating each other. That's right. And unite. So you need to go ahead now, even if you don't, even if you don't like me, Go find somebody and told you that I'm, a, that I'm a hater of the Hamite brother and the Canaanite. Go find them and say, well, that's just listen to this. And, 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 and let them listen to the feeding of the swine teaching. Let them listen to uh, uh, the teaching And all the teachings I've done since returning from Haiti, let them, let them listen. And, and then let them think again about it. And, and let them look at... Uh, where civil rights has gotten them and all the truth that I'm going to tell. Let them listen. Tell them, just listen, y'all, you have to do it. You don't have to, you know, say, oh, you know, you have to like Humphrey Bogart, but you might watch his movies. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead and just let them listen. And then those of y'all going to come over here, right? You're going to come over here uh, and you got to stop letting these Japheth people tell you to hate me. You got to stop letting the, especially a sodomite. I mean, I don't know how any man that uh, is a man will let a sodomite tell him to hate a brother like me. I don't understand. Even if you don't like what I'm saying. I mean, if you don't like what I'm saying, you don't let no sodomite get up in your face and tell you to hate a brother like me. You don't let these sodomites, get, Japheth sodomites, get up in your children's face and tell your children to despise the outlaw church and to despise Pastor Manning. Even if you don't like me, you are not letting nobody else talk about me. You are saying, well, now you done gone too far now. Uh, you ain't, I don't, he said he's a Lord's servant. Well, I, you know, but I ain't going to let you talk about, I ain't going to let you talk about the outlaw church and I ain't going to let you threaten the church and I ain't going to let my children, suppose he is of God, I ain't going to let my children wag their tongues and shake their heads and throw rocks at the outlaw church uh, because you Japheth Sodomite people have told us to do it. I may not like him, but I ain't, I, the, the man is faithful. 
He feeds the children of Harlem. He educates the children. He's a steadfast leader. He tried to teach us how to take back Harlem. He wanted to give all those businesses on 125th Street to us. I ain't going to let you jake people come up here and sit up in the restaurants and, and, and eat your Caesar salad and drink your Chardonnay and then turn around and tell my daughter and my son and my wife to hate the good honorable pastor man. I ain't going to let you get away with that. I may not go to this church, but I ain't going to let you do that. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? That man done served time in prison and served the community. He's steadfast. He's always with the people. I ain't going to let you sodomite Japheth, sodomite, come up here. I ain't going to let you, you little old sissies, run up here and, 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 and have my children throwing rocks at that man. What's wrong with you? I may not go to his church, but I ain't going to let you tell my children to throw rocks at his church. I ain't going to let you do that. What's wrong, wrong with you? What the hell's wrong with you? I ain't going to let Obama. I ain't, no, I ain't going to let him tell you to harm the Ocklock Church and them people over there. They're faithful people. Who know? Perchance God is using them. So you got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take that out there and start talking it up. Take it out there and start talking it up. Now I'm going back down to Haiti and everything. And we go all them island. We're going to change the name of all them island. I told you we're going to change the name of Paris. First of all, we're going to change the name of Paris to St. La Overture. That's right. In honor of Toussaint La Overture. And uh, in his battle against that idiot Napoleon and his girlfriend Josephine. And then wait, everybody, I'm James Everett Manning. I'm the Lord's servant. Preach on, preach on, keep God in your heart, in your So very much for your love and support that made it possible for me to travel to Haiti. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ most of all, who um, who has been unusually generous to me, given me the ability to love and uh, to withstand many of the things that uh, would have long since prevented me and put me in the grave, but I, I'm grateful to him. I'm grateful to talk to you that you will listen to me. Because we're gonna we're gonna go to Haiti not so much to help them. We're gonna go there for Haiti to help us. But the Bible says the last shall be first. And we believe that this is the day of the last. We believe that these are the last days. Even you've heard your preacher say that. These last days 
these are the last days. And the last people shall be the first people to enter in. I believe that, know that, oh, we can try to do some things for the people there in Haiti. But they can do a whole lot more for us. Stop the school shootings. Stop the abortions. Stop the breakup of families. Stop the power of the devil from corrupting the politicians. I can guarantee you the school that I showed you in the classroom, they don't teach sodomy and same-sex marriage in those classrooms. And the beautiful children that you saw marching the streets, the girls were girls and the boys were boys. They have not been infested and corrupted. And one of the things that you may have seen with the garbage and what looks like just utter despair that physically represent, is represented there in, in Haiti. Well, the Lord has sent me here to tell you that America has more garbage in her schools there's more garbage in the churches and in the pews. There's more garbage and stinking water. There's more garbage and backed up toilets and mud in the churches across Southern Baptist, Evangelicals, African Methodist Episcopal churches, Evangelicals and Salemita is full of garbage, full of refuse. No one has come along to clean up the streets. And the churches of America and the schools of America overflowing with garbage and rubbish and every kind of filth and dirt. What you see physically happening here is spiritually happening in America. And what's happening here spiritually is what God wants to say is that he's going to bring the ultimate power as the last. These young boys don't carry guns. They don't walk into the classrooms and open fire. The reason why it's happening in America because God is revealing in the Southern Baptist evangelicals are promoters of death and their children grow up in the midst of death churches that are littered with garbage and refuge and broken sewage pipes in the churches and the schools are filthy. They haven't been, the schools have not been cleaned, but they have been infused with dirt and filth from the pit of hell coming out of the churches, coming out of the pastors. Billy Graham is a great servant, Franklin Graham, the great servants of Satan who are the bringers of the garbage and the reason why when Columbine happened out in Colorado right on the back doorstep of James Dobson whose ministry came out of Colorado Dylan Klebold and the other guy that came into Columbine and, and kicked off they kicked it off in honor of James Dobson 
right there in Colorado. It's prevailing in Kentucky because of people like Rand Paul. And these Japheth youth are going to continue to kill because their lives are littered with garbage, refuge, stench, hell. Their lives are filled with perverseness. Biggest pervert going, Franklin Graham. Jeff Falwell Jr. Can't you see it? You don't have to be a theologian to see. You don't have to be a, a genius to see that if these men were men of God, men of power, men of holiness, men of righteousness, men of cleanliness, their children, these white children, would not be killing each other the way they're killing each other. And look at what's happening now with the opiates, with the drug addiction. You didn't see one addict here of the children, of the men. You didn't see one person nodding out. You didn't see one person on drugs. But look across Indiana, Ohio, Mike Pence, that lying dog, Mike Pence. Indiana, Ohio, the epic center of drug addiction. Because they are filled, these Japheth people are filled with filth. They are liars. Thieves, whoremongers, perverts. And it's being expressed, their children. Their 14-year-old girls are jacking up their skirts so they can buy the drugs. No, there's a lot that you can learn here. There's much that needs to be taught. Oh yeah, we can see the outward poverty, but can you see the inward righteousness? And Haiti in particular. This is the place that God has called the last, and it, my friend, shall be first. No, your cushioned pews and your Southern Baptist churches and your sound systems and your screens and theaters No. God has spoken. Learn the lesson of the fig tree. Learn the lesson of the land of 1,000 blessings. Learn the lesson of the fig tree. Learn this lesson and look at what's happening in America. No, America is the poor nation. America is the nation that's in need. America is the nation of murder, mayhem. America is the nation. America now has a new papa doc. In Donald Trump, tribulation Trump, taken from the poor and given to the wealthy. And they're running around here, these fools, these Japheth fools with their fat selves, sitting up in these diners, talking about how good the economy is. With all that money, Trump's tax reform went to wealthy people. And you got Verizon and you've got Apple and others who are saying they're going to give money. They ain't going to give it. They're lying to support that It'll make a junkie say Jesus is Lord. I got a word in my mouth. I got a word, 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 word in my mouth. Jesus. All right, everybody.
you've got the Manning Report. I am he, the quintessential American James David Righteous Rebel Manning. You've noticed that uh, Sabbath has been on a hiatus for over oh, the past couple of weeks. Uh, she will be returning uh, after the Lord has worked through uh, this date and time of prophecy and fulfillment of prophecy that we are presently experiencing in a most unique way as a result of tra traveling to the land of Canaan and the land of Haiti in particular. But she continues to work behind the scenes uh, promoting the ministry and preparing with the program director the things that need to be said. Now, of course, she will be returning in a big way when she does return. But Almighty God has called me to step up right at, at this moment and cry aloud and spare not that we're at a very critical time uh, and this uh, time is of the most essence and urgency uh, regarding the prophecies, regarding the land with winter, the land without winter. The Jews are no longer God's chosen. Uh, Jerusalem no longer the chosen or holy city. Um, a number of things that you have heard me express are not of the newsworthy kind of thing, uh, items that should be discussed in bringing forth to you the news behind the headline. The Manning Report now is a report that we're getting primarily, uh, if you will, uh, from heaven in addition to the trust in the Lord segment. So Sabbath will be back. She's still here. She's just outside the door over there gathering information. But this is a critical time now that reports that we get now should not be news from Washington or from Moscow, but should be news directly from heaven itself. So hang tight. Uh, and you might notice some other changes in our program in terms of just the way we're doing things right now because there's such an urgency. Be sure, by the way, I want to warn you, be sure that you log on to all of our programming because I don't always repeat everything. I try to be uh, and give at least three lessons on the same topic and, and, at three different times. But in the event that I say something that's critical to your well-being and to that of your family and loved ones and to your economic and financial well-being, make sure you listen to everything that we say. These are some of the most important days uh, since the writing of the New Testament and the Old Testament itself. So you don't want to miss any chapters of the trust in the Lord, the Manning Report, the Pulpit of Power, or the Wednesday night prayer meeting. You don't want to miss any chapters of this teaching and time period. But Sabbath shall return. Now, pardon me. <clears throat> I need to let you know what is happening here uh, with tribulation Trump. That God Almighty, his name is Jesus. To bring down a nation that is as powerful, as rich, and blessed as America. That he had to bring forth a leader that could bring the nation down from within. Pardon me. Uh, one of our great presidents was Abraham Lincoln said that if America ever falls, it will fall from within. 
And he was the one that presided over the greatest internal conflict uh, in America until tribulation Trump has come on the scene. Well, I should say until Obama. Now, let me repeat that. Abraham Lincoln presided over the greatest internal conflict in America until Obama and tribulation Trump. And what God Almighty, his name is Jesus, has done is that he has put a lying spirit in the mouth of tribulation Trump. And then he has put a group of disciples and followers, uh, and not just any group of disciples and followers, but God Almighty has put a spirit of delusion and reprobate mind over the largest Japheth uh, Christian, so-called Christian organization on in America called the Southern Baptist. Now watch this very carefully. Let's say you are a Trump supporter, but you've been listening to me anyway. Watch this and then analyze this on your own. You know that Trump is a liar. You wish that he would stop tweeting. You know that he's a liar. Notwithstanding, you might appreciate the fact that he has defeated Hillary or said he's going to lock her up or he's going to build a wall. All of that's good for you, but you know he is a liar. You know he's a liar. He's lied to you. But it's all right if it takes lies to keep him going, then that's fine with you. But now look again at the second part of this work of Almighty God, and it's marvelous and wondrous. Is that God didn't call Hollywood to follow Tribulation Trump. No, God didn't call the millennials to follow Tribulation Trump. No, God called the largest church to follow the biggest liar. Now, you know, go ahead and spend that any way you want. You can say to follow him because God sent him. You can say that. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, well, I will not, let's not argue right now. Let's just hear out the argument. God Almighty has put a lying spirit in tribulation Trump. He done lied more than anybody ever lied on planet Earth. And he has put a spirit of delusion and his followers. Now, this man who is documented as a liar, as a rapist, as a bankruptcy king, is documented as all of these things and more. Yet his largest support system, when he looks back at his bench, at where his support comes from, it comes from the largest Japheth, so-called Christian church in America. Now, you can say this is all valid. But what I've heard many of y'all say is that this is of God. And I'm ready to agree with you. Except uh, what God has done is God has put a lying spirit in the mouth of Trump and a whoring spirit in the mouth of white people. Now I say white, I'm generally used Japheth. But I want your attention. I want your attention. I want your attention. God has put a lying spirit in this orange hat orangutan, this coochie grabber, this rapist, tribulation Trump. A lying spirit. We all know it. Even you admit that. 
But God has also put a whore, the spirit of a whore, into the Southern Baptists and the Evangelicals, into Billy Graham and Franklin Graham, and into many Jews. God has put the spirit of a whore. And, and in fact, the mascot of the whores that the, that the Southern Baptists and Evangelicals represent, they are whores. And God has put that. Well, let me just read something from the word of God. Can I do that? Look at 1 Kings uh, chapter uh, 22. And uh, I'm going to read a few verses here. Settle y'all down. Because all you J5 Southern Baptists are nothing but whores. You're, you're, you're filthy whores and your leader is, uh, but, but, but God has made you a whore. God has put the spirit of a 42nd Street $10 whore into the spirit of Robert Jeffress, Billy Graham, Franklin Graham, Jeff Falwell Jr. They, they all, and then in the deacons and the choir members of the Southern Baptist Church have got the spirit of a $10 whore, a 42nd Street uh a, a street walker who turned tricks uh, or parked cars. That's what the Southern Baptists have become. But let me first, let me pull you, hold, hold, hold. But let, me, let me get to your, your, your leader. Uh, let me get to your leader. And let me show you that God will do this. Now I'm going to read a little bit from the scriptures. I know y'all know it. Well, maybe you don't. Look at 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 6. Then the king of Israel gathered prophets together. We're talking about the Jews now, Israel. About 400 men and said unto them, Shall I go up against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. 400 prophets, that's what they said. Verse 7, and Jehoshaphat said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? Jehoshaphat, even though there were 400 men, 400 prophets all saying the same thing. Jehoshaphat said something about this ain't right. See, so he said, anybody else? Verse 8, and the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, there is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he doeth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, uh, let not the king say so. Then the king of Israel uh, called an official and said, hasten Hither, Micaiah, the son of, of Imlah. Verse 10. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, sat each on his throne, having put on their robes uh, in a void place in the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. All the southern Baptist prophets prophesied before them. And Zedekiah, the son of Shenaniah, 
made him iron horns, or horns of iron, and said, Thus saith the Lord, with thee shalt thou push the Syrians until thou have consumed them. There's another line, prophet, this is Zedekiah. And all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the king's hand. That's why all these 400 prophets and this one prophet, Zedekiah, 400 prophets all say the same thing. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah spake unto him, saying, Behold now the words of the prophets are declared good unto the king with one mouth, and let thy word, I pray thee, be uh, the word of uh, them that uh, spake that which is good. And Micaiah said, As the Lord liveth, what? The Lord said unto me, that will I speak. Well, let's get down to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, verse 20, And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall, that is, be destroyed, be killed, and raped Who will do that? God said, Who can I get to do that? Like he said, Who can I get to destroy America? Right? Verse 20, And one said on this manner, and another on this manner, and there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade them and prevail also. Uh, they shall go forth. And so they have it. They have it. Now, what will this all this mean? Well, let me tell you. God allowed a lying spirit to get in the mouth of 400 prophets plus one named Zedekiah so that he can cause Ahab to go up against Ramoth Gilead and be destroyed in Jehoshaphat too. All right? Except Micaiah came and told him the truth. So what God Almighty, his name is Jesus, has done, he's put a lying spirit in the mouth of tribulation Trump so he can destroy America. Now you say, well, why would God want to destroy America? There are several reasons. Uh, I, I want to tell you how America has been a warfaring nation. And the first reason, and, and perhaps most critical here now, uh, but there are others that are equally critical, is 9-11. 9-11 was a lie perpetrated by the globalists which consists of many Shemites and Japheth people who had seen too much peace on planet Earth. There were no major wars. The American economy and banking system and manufacturing and Rust Belt manufacturing system had fallen into disarray. The economy was not producing and manufacturing implements of war, and there were literally millions of young men unemployed because the Department of Defense would, did not have a war to put them in. So they knocked down the globalist American Shemites and American Japheth people, knocked down those two World Trade Centers uh, in an organized 
uh, demolition. They knocked down those two World Trade Centers and faked those planes as a part of the process. And they blamed the stepson of Abraham uh, as uh, who was a Shemite for the reason that they could rebuild the economy. America thrives on wars. America thrives on hiring men, especially Japheth young men who are not college uh, material, uh, who need a place to go where they can get a hot meal and a cot and a paycheck. And so the military is where they go. But there was no need for soldiers. Ohio and Indiana, the Rust Belt was rusting out because there was no manufacturing of tanks or parts or tires or implements or bullets or rifles. None of that was going on for there had been no major war since Vietnam. More than 40 years had passed and the American economy was tanking like you'd never seen before. So the globalists, which are and were many Shemites and many Japheth, concocted a plan to knock down the World Trade Center so they could start a war with uh, the Muslims who are stepsons of Shem. And so it was. So they went into Afghanistan and, uh, and started their military excursions. I cannot tell you, and I don't have the number, but offhand, there has been more than $10 trillion spent on the war of Iraq and Afghanistan, and now in Syria and also in ISIS fighting. We're talking trillion dollars. We're talking a thousand billion dollars times 10. Manufacturing and money, which has boosted the economy of America and have given out of work, Japheth, uneducatable young boys something to do put a rifle in their hand and a uniform on them and a pair of good boots made in a good manufacturer of shoes on their feet and cause the economy to boom. That's number one. But we also have the Vietnam War. Yeah, we do. That was the last war that was a major producer of bombs a major producer of airplanes, a major producer of rivets, a major producer of military equipment and rifles and canteens and ready-to-eat meals and shirts and caps and boots. And America went into Vietnam to boost her economy again. And in Vietnam, America went in in 1955. Uh, slowly and continued a period of 20 years as fighting there in Vietnam. And not just, but that they would boost the economy of America because America needs wars to survive. Without a war, the economy of America tanks. Either you get wars, you have wars in America, or you got to go back to slavery again. And the Canaanites and Hamites say, we ain't going back to slavery no more, so they do wars. 
But I want to tell you something. I don't remember, know if you remember a chilling picture, depending on your age, of a Viet Cong on his knees with his hands tied behind his back and a young soldier from down in Oklahoma, or was it Louisiana or Mississippi? I'm not sure. Put a 45 caliber pistol to the head of this Hamite, the Viet Cong and Vietnamese and Vietnam people, Cambodians are Hamites. And this uh, soldier from, I don't know whether he's from Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, put a 45 caliber and pulled the trigger. And while that Viet Cong was on his knees there in the streets of Saigon, and that bullet went in his head on one side and out the other, and half of his brains hit the floor, hit the ground, hit the street before his body limped. It was a chilling picture. And Walter Cronkite himself cried when they showed the brutality of America. And then, of course, American soldiers and chasing Ho Chi Minh through the jungles of Vietnam, killed nearly a quarter of a million to a half a million Viet Cong in their carpet bombings and other battles that they fought. Now, there were 58 to 60,000 uh, American soldiers that lost their life, and my friend Bo McFadder was one of them, and Joe Tari was another. And so I thought that, and this went through several presidencies, and it was the fuel and the discussion of many of the presidential elections. Dwight Eisenhower, John Kennedy, uh, Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, and Gerald Ford. All of these presidents in every presidential campaign from 1961 to 1974 all had to do with the Vietnam War and the money that it was pouring into the American coffers. But that wasn't enough. Because the globalists, the Shemites, and the Japheth, now why is this important? It's important because I'm here announcing that the day of God's vengeance is now on America. Vengeance for what the globalists have done, and I hesitate to use that term globalist because it's used in the mouth of a lot of phony people these days. So, but, you know, it's who it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. They're a bunch of, bunch of Shemites, Shemites, Wall Street types. Uh, I don't know if you've seen The Wolf of Wall Street. It's a dirty, vulgar movie. I wouldn't recommend it. But what you see going on in the raising of the prices of stocks and the selling stocks, well, that's how the globalists make their money on Wall Street, by creating wars. And the brothers over there in Afghanistan and Iraq, they know it. They know what America does. They know it. And Shem is a part of it. Israel and Netanyahu, they are center and a part of the money-making machine. The wars against Iraq took down Saddam Hussein um, and killed hundreds of thousands of Iraqis. Well, if you look also, it wasn't enough. Back in April of 1982, 
for two months, the British invaded the Falcon Islands down there in the Caribbean. South Georgia and the South Sandwich Islands surrounding seas and the Aspen. They in, I don't know if y'all remember that back in 1982. I certainly do. And uh, the uh, finally is that the British severed their result, their 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 relationship with the. And we're going back down there in those islands again. Ronald Reagan was president when all of this uh, took place in terms of their invasion. So I wanted to bring all this information up on you. And there's one other thing I think I need to bring. Because George Bush came in later on and invaded Panama, the land of the Canaanites. On the, started in December back in 1989-89 and chased Manuel Noriega. I think Manuel Noriega just got out of jail. He might still be in jail. Uh, uh, at, there in, in Panama. Now, what is all this? Well, here's what I, I want to say to you. Now, what we see happening now is the justice and the judgment of God. What we see happening now is that God Almighty, his name is Jesus, has put a lying tongue and a lying spirit on that tribulation trump and has put the spirit of a whore and false prophets on Franklin Graham, Billy Graham, Robert Jeffers, Jerry Falwell, James Dobson. He's put, just like I read a few moments ago, if you remember, out of 1 Kings, how God put a lying spirit in the mouth of 400 prophets so that he could destroy King Ahab. He wanted to get him. He wanted to get him for what he did to Elijah. And God put a lying spirit. So God has put the spirit of a lying prophets, lying preachers, every last one of them uh, Southern Baptists are liars and whores. And a lying spirit is in the mouth of tribulation Trump. And I thought I'd let y'all know that. God told me, and I'm telling you, that 9-11 was about money. It was about making America prosperous again. And tribulation Trump has come along and to make he and Barack Obama working in concert, they are trying to fool you to make you think that Obama and Trump are enemies. They both are working together to make America satanic again, to make America prosperous again, to make America a whorehouse. They're both working together. Don't let them fool you. There's one man that's been standing toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe on bo against both of these devils. There's one man that's been standing toe-to-toe -to -toe against both of these devils. And you know it. You know I've stood against, I've told the truth on both of these devils. I've told the truth. But this, my friend, is a judgment of God. It's the judgment of God. And he's put a lying spirit in the Southern Baptist. Put a lying spirit in the mouth of these two leaders. That America might be destroyed. And the judgment is what they have done to Vietnam. The judgment is what they've done to Afghanistan.
The judgment is what they have done to uh, Iraq. The judgment of God is against these homies. Now, the judgment of God prevailed against Japheth and the brutality he did against Canaan and Ham in the Civil War. And now we're revisiting the judgment of God against Japheth and Shem for what he's done against the stepson uh, of a Shem in the Muslims and in the Canaanites and Hamites of Vietnam. And so it, that's, that's, that's it. That's it, my friends. That's it, the whole truth, and nothing but the stomp down truth. Me, I'm James David Manning. I'm warning people, get right with God and do it now. I'm the Lord's servant. Every year, more than 15,000 people aren't there anymore because they accidentally or knowingly misuse an opioid pain medication. Gone because someone was careless. If you've been prescribed opioids, please don't take chances. Follow your dosage plan exactly. Keep track of your meds, store them securely, dispose of them properly, and never, ever share. Drugs can help control your pain, but it's up to you to control your drugs. Because isn't there enough pain already? At Great Tomorrow's Elementary, Middle Schools, and Atla High School, we provide students with a great education, safe environment, and biblical principles that will help build your child's character. We stress the total development of each child, spiritual, moral, intellectual, social, emotional, and physical. Our motto, All Excellence All the Time, is part of our wonderful math curriculum, Memory, Articulation, and Discipline, given to the Honorable James David Manning by Almighty God. If you're looking for a nurturing Christian environment for your children, look no further and discover why Great Tomorrow's Elementary Middle Schools and Atla High School are without a doubt the best school in America. One in 285 children in the U.S. will be diagnosed with cancer by the time they are 20 years old. Childhood cancer is the leading cause of death by disease in children under the age of 19 in the U.S. Just over 50% of children die with cancer before the age of 20, survived at least five years. St. Jude is the number one hospital for pediatric cancer. It costs $2.4 million a day to run and there's no cost to be treated. Cancer research only receives just 4% of the annual budget from the National Cancer Institute. You, you can, can help childhood, childhood cancer research by donating money today.
Mr. Trump, I am from Haiti. Mr. Trump, I'm from Haiti. Mr. Trump, I'm from Nigeria. Mr. Trump, I am from Haiti. Mr. Trump, I am from Haiti. Mr. Trump, I'm from Haiti. Mr. Trump, I am from Haiti. Mr. Trump, I am from Haiti. Mr. Trump, I am from St. Kitts and Nevis. Mr. Trump, I am from Nevis. And Mr. Trump, we are the Lord's people. And hallelujah, boom shakalaka goes right there. sending the funding to uh, Pastor Salir uh, there in, uh, in Haiti so that he can put in the, uh, I think it's three uh, bathtub, uh, three toilets, or five toilets rather, and three basins, wash basins. That's the estimate, that, that's the number that will be installed along with a, a water pump to pump the water for these uh, plumbing uh, uh, items that will be placed in. Uh, we've committed to send him the money that needs uh, to, to, to have that happen uh, so these children can have a, a, you know, a toilet uh, and a place to wash their hands afterwards. Um, and <laughs> looking at the place, could use a paint job down there too. 
but we'll get to that. The, 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 the paint is not as necessary as the need for sanitation. And, and also an update about what we're happening at the Outlaw War Missionary Church. We are continuing our process of the restoration of our church building. Um, it is going forward and uh, a large number of things are happening here. Um, and we are just so thankful to the new uplift and facelift up through the restoration project. The big major item will be the roof, uh, and we uh, need to get back with architects that can help us with that process and the facade as well. So things are going, uh, well, we had a little bump in the road with our architects, and we had to get rid of them. But otherwise, the restoration program continues, and we thank all of you for your love, your prayers, and, and your support. And we most of all thank Jesus that we're able to stretch forth our hands and help uh, down in Haiti. Uh, I'm sure you are aware of the, uh, the Pennsylvania election, uh, congressional district election uh, that happened recently uh, where uh, Connor Lamb and Rick Saccone were in an intense battle that was normally a Republican stronghold, but uh, Connor Lamb devastated uh, the dreams of Trump, Mike Pence, and Donald Devil Trump Jr., who all went out there to campaign to try to get uh, Rick Saccone elected. And what this portends is that the Trump train uh, is in deep trouble if they can, can't win an, a, a power and a majority uh, congressional district, as was there in Pennsylvania, then trouble is all over America. And so I want to talk to you about how to get off the Trump train. Just get off. But there are a lot of problems with getting off the Trump train. I mean, had you gotten off a year ago, uh, it might have been a lot easier. Uh, but to get off now, for those who are still on the train, is a mega embarrassment because you've gone ahead and endorsed everything from raping of women, outright abuse and dogging of women, treating women like dogs. You've gone ahead now and supported quasi-racism with the alt-right and the white supremacists, while you may not be one and you may very well not be a racist, but you have supported those that are. It's called treason on a racial social scale when you aid and abet someone against a national sovereign policy and people. So you have gone ahead. You may not be a racist, but you have put your hands with the rapist friend of mine said to me that as Trump said about Charlottesville, that there were good people on both sides. And I don't find any neo-Nazi as a good person. I don't, I don't think any white supremacist is a good person. I, I can't see any good in anybody whose basic religious and social beliefs are either white supremacists or Nazis. So when people say that they're good people, and there may have been bad people on the side of those marching against it, to be sure, they had haters over there. 
But there were no good people in neo-Nazis. So anyway, you've gone ahead and you swallowed that. You've gone ahead and you've watched Trump trash the government. You watched him allow the nation of Russia to overpower this nation, to penetrate and assault our sovereign voting system, and you've stood by with the lie that it didn't happen. So it may be hard to get off now. It may be hard to get off the Trump train right now, because where are you going to go? And then ultimately you got on the Trump train because you were fearing that America was becoming more brown than white and that the way of the American lifestyle was being threatened and that Trump, unlike other Republicans, was willing to confront this head on and build a wall and lock up Hillary. And you felt that for the salvation and the progenity of your children and your families and your fortunes that you had to support this lying New York liberal. You knew he was a liar, but if he could sustain your family, your fortunes, and keep America from getting too brown, then you went ahead and gave your support to him. But it's all coming apart now. It's all falling into little bitty pieces. His entire world, right now, our nation is being attacked in a cyber attack. That we are at war with Russia, but General Trump will not declare nor put forth a defense. He is allowing Russia to invade us with impunity in a cyber war event. And you're standing there and letting it happen. Choosing to be ruled by Russia than to be ruled by Africa. That's what it is. You made a choice whether you were cognizant of it or not, whether you were fully aware of it. You made a choice. You would rather be ruled by Russia than by Africa or by Muslims. You made the choice. And so if, if Russia has taken over our electoral system and has now chosen who shall be the Secretary of State, if Russia has done that and you know it's against our Constitution, but you're willing to stand up and defend Russia because if you don't, Mexico and Africa and the land of Canaan will take over. And you've made your choice. You, you, you. But now you're seeing that it's all falling apart. Moreover, in the last prayer meeting you had, God told you that he's against you and that he's against America and that he's going to destroy you. And the very people that you were looking to see fall will be the people that will stand on your dead bodies and declare victory. So how do you get off the Trump train? Well, just get off. 
you get out. And you go and you stand up and your family gather everybody and say you made a mistake. That's what I did. Say you made a mistake. And ask God to have mercy on your soul. But it will be better to get off and throw yourself on the mercy of God rather than let this Trump train drive you all, ride you all, all the way to the pit of hell. Get off! Give your ticket to somebody else. I don't know who you can give it to, but get off the Trump train and get off now. This boy is a lunatic. He's a servant of Satan. He's a servant of Satan. And you need to get out them Southern Baptist churches and you need to boycott Salem Media Radio, Clear Channel, Russ Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Alex Jones. These are major apostles in the lion tongue that God has sent the lion spirit to to deceive you. Get off. Get off. It ain't easy. I know it ain't easy. But it's easier to get off and perchance, perchance, almighty God, his name is Jesus, will hear your cry and issue you some kind of re- uh, of forgiveness. Get off the Trump train and tell that orange had orangutan, call him for just what he is, a liar, an abuser of women, a rapist, a fraud, a freak, a degenerate, a crackhead, a psychopath. Tell him. Write him a letter and tell him. Oh, he ain't going to have nobody to come and arrest you. No, he ain't going to do that. No, he ain't going to do that. No, he's not going to do that. He's too busy trying to keep his head above water and to keep his cocaine supply coming. He ain't going to arrest nobody. Otherwise, he would have arrested me. He ain't going to arrest nobody. He ain't going to. And besides, if you tell her, I'm going to not join with the honorable James David Manning. Yeah, I'm going to join with him. Pastor Manning got several movements against you and against Japheth that we might save America, what can be salvaged out of us. And tell me, you're going to get on the joint with the elect, the Canaanites and the Hamites. But get off the train, my friend. Get off the train. You know, I made mention a few moments ago, and, you know, my mama used to say, if it don't come out in the wash, it'll come out in the rinse. And I've been watching this Stormy Daniels woman running around here for a while. Y'all seen her? How could you miss her? Mm. Anyway. The, uh, I, I want to know why come Trump has not given her a nickname. I mean, Trump is not scared of Kim Jong-un and his rockets and nuclear bombs he got over there. Call him Little Rocket Man. Trump ain't scared of him. But there's one woman <laughs> that Trump is scared to death. You know, Trump beat up on Rosie O'Donnell like she stole something. I mean, Trump beat up on Rosie O'Donnell like she was a Rosa Parks in a white skin. I mean, Trump beat up on Rosie O'Donnell like she was the leader of the Central Park Five. I mean, and, and all those five young men allegedly would have raped the, that, that young Japheth woman and Rosie O'Donnell did a sodomite that. I mean, he beat up on that woman. But now this Stormy Daniels, 
What's the difference between Rose L. Donald and Stormy Daniels? What's the difference between old Rosie and Stormy? Trump beat the snot out of Rosie, but he won't say a word about Stormy. Sums up. And the other thing I discovered, and Lord showed me, was that Trump talks about everybody, gives everybody a nickname, but there are two people he will not speak out against, nor give them a nickname. One is Vladimir Putin, and the other is Stormy. <laughs> Land your 747 aircraft on my chest. <laughs> You say, Pastor, this is a family show. Well, there, there was nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't laugh. <laughs> Trump landed the Trump plane on Stormy O'Dad, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> yeah, anyway, my friend, I, I've got to. I, but it is essential. Get off the Trump train and get off now. Me, I'm James Evan Manning, everybody. I'm the Lord, servant. All right, my friends, I'm here to uh, inform you that New York City has the most expensive water in the entire world. We are back now in a court proceeding regarding the water and sewer tax on our much-loved property, the Outlaw World Missionary Church here on the corner of 123rd Street and Lenox Avenue. Many of you have been aware of a court battle that we started back in February of 2016, where the New York City, in conjunction with a bank, uh, tried to foreclose our property uh, for water and sewer taxes. At the time, in February of 2016, the amount of money that the city was demanding from us was $1.2 million uh, in order that we could stop uh, or keep our property or be foreclosed. Upon close examination of the bill that was presented to the court by the city of New York, we discovered uh, that the billings that came from the Department of Environmental Protection, which regulates the dispensing of water and the carriage of sewage from all buildings and property in New York City government, non-for-profit, public, and corporate and for-profit businesses, one agency oversees that entire process. They're called the Department of Environmental Protection. And we discovered that uh, the Department of Environmental Protection, in their calculation of what water we had used, notwithstanding that the, uh, the city of New York and the state of New York have both uh, given us a full and complete tax exemption because we are a not-for-profit organization that operates a homeless shelter 24 hours a day. We operate a breakfast program, a soup kitchen, 
a, a school that covers kindergarten, elementary, middle school, and high school that's been running for over 25 years, a church and a ministry of counseling and teaching, a prison ministry uh, that goes on 24 hours a day, seven days a week inside of the property you just saw. So New York City and New York State have both exempted us from any taxes because of the services that we provide to the community that are invaluable to the city. But the Department of Environmental Protection is another animal. They're the one that control the use of water. And what we discovered through the work of our investigation and our uh, opposing this matter in court that the city stated, or the Department of Environmental Protection stated, that even though they were asking us to fork up $1.2 million, uh, the bill, the true bill that they alleged that we owed, even though we don't owe it, we're tax exempt, was $105,000 that had accumulated over a period of 25 years, uh, the charge for the water. But with their adding on of interest and other charges, ran a $100,000, pardon me, I said uh, $105,000, ran a $105,000 bill that accumulated over a period of 25 years, all of which we, uh, we vehemently and vigorously oppose, to $1.2 million is what they want from us for serving us water and allowing the sewer service to uh, flow from our property. $1.2 million, that was bad in 2016. We took them out of the court and we swatted it away because it was an invalid foreclosure. It had enough holes in it to make a, a whole pound of Swiss cheese. The judge removed it. And, um, and we then went back to the court and said to the court, we want you judge to look at the fact that a previous law court in the city court system of New York under the judgeship of Judge Cornreich, a judge that uh, we were completely tax exempt from all water and sewer charges uh, going back to the year 2001 or 2002 or somewhere thereabouts. That judgment was handed down to the city of New York Department of Environmental Protection, told them to leave us alone because we're completely exempt. We have a homeless shelter. We, uh, though we have par par parcels in the building, uh, where people live, such as myself and a caretaker and administrator of our school, that we are a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, fully exempt, and the judge ordered the city of New York to back off, shut up, and leave these people alone. Well, the city of New York did not do that. Now, the reason why the city of New York were distressed by that decision from Judge Cornreich declaring us not owing the city Department of Environmental Protection not one dime, was because they have foreclosed on hundreds of small storefront churches who in New York, the churches' buildings were converted uh, from uh, tenement buildings into storefronts and then above that residential areas, and there are literally thousands of them over the city of New York, 
and the city has been foreclosing or yanking or jacking taxes and water charges from the apartments above the church, but allowing the church to enjoy a tax exemption even from water and sewer charges. And when the judge ruled in our favor, Judge Cornwright ruled in our favor, that was a precedent, that was a watermark uh, for all churches that had been foreclosed previously, property confiscated and sold by banks and people thrown into the streets. Well, that, all that, those decisions going back years have been overturned by the decision of Judge Cornreich that decided, because we put a vigorous defense up stating that we were fully tax exempt. But the city then appealed it because they realized that they would be caught really red-handed uh, having foreclosed, disrupted, destroyed families, destroyed people, uh, and, and, and just confiscated property from people through an illegal tax of water and sewer. And so they appealed and took it to the Court of Appeal, to, to the appellate division in New York. And in the appellate division, there was a, a case also going for, there's a, the what, the what, the what, the what witnesses have a mega building about 30 stories high in Brooklyn called the Watchtower. And in the Watchtower, they have religious organizations and religious services and administration, but they also have a number of rooms in their building where they house visiting preachers or counselors or people coming from out of other states uh, to stay while they're hosting events or conferences. That matter went before the appellate division and the appellate division ruled that the Jehovah's Witnesses, though their main feature could be water and tax exempt, uh, having members come in and sleep overnight in some of their rooms was not tax exempt. And as a result of that, uh, when our case went before the appellate division, the judge did not rule against us, but sent our case back down to the lower court to be reviewed based on the uh, Jehovah's Witness Watchtower decision that appeared to be similar to ours. But our case is distinguishable from the Jehovah's Witness case. Our case, though we have rooms in our property uh, that's not a sanctuary or fellowship hall, all those rooms serve as either homeless shelters or legitimate areas of parsonage or administrative or caretaker, which is also uh, exempt under the water and sewer. So we are distinguishable. Uh, and the, the, the appellate court did not say that we were tax exempt. It sent it back to the, the, the law court that brought to the city of New York to re-examine it. And when the law court, we appealed after the foreclosure action, the law court, same judge that stopped the foreclosure action, looked at the Jehovah's Witness uh, uh, action and said, well, even though you have been given a tax exemption for years, uh, the law court is now reversing that. And so the judge then denied us full tax exemption and the city has come after us again. Uh, but this time, not for 1.2 million, they come after us for $1.7 million for water. Ain't that nothing? So therefore, we've called this segment, New York City has the most expensive water in the world. I mean, it is an outrage, it's unconscionable that the city of New York would even come anywhere near us or, and not allow our exemption to go through and just leave us alone. I mean, how can a building like this, 
use $1.7 million worth of water in an entire lifetime. Look at that. Look at That's our building. How can we use over $1.7 million in water? And the nerd. Let's get close to the Lord. Oh, yeah. Let's get close to the Lord. Oh, yeah. Living life from day to day. We so busy, lose our way. Everybody, you've got the Manning Report. I am he, the quintessential American James David Righteous Rebel Manning. You've noticed that uh, Sabbath has been on a hiatus for over oh, the past couple of weeks. Uh, she will be returning uh, after the Lord has worked through uh, this date and time of prophecy and fulfillment of prophecy that we are presently experiencing in a most unique way as a result of tra traveling to the land of Canaan and the land of Haiti in particular. But she continues to work behind the scenes uh, promoting the ministry and preparing with the program director the things that need to be said. Now, of course, she will be returning in a big way when she does return. But Almighty God has called me to step up right at, at this moment and cry aloud and spare not that we're at a very critical time uh, and this uh, time is of the most essence and urgency uh, regarding the prophecies, regarding the land with winter, the land without winter. The Jews are no longer God's chosen. Uh, Jerusalem no longer the chosen or holy city. Um, a number of things that you have heard me express are not of the newsworthy kind of thing. Uh, items that should be discussed in bringing forth to you the news behind the headline. The Manning Report now is a report that we're getting primarily, uh, if you will, uh, from heaven in addition to the trust in the Lord segment. So Sabbath will be back. She's still here. She's just outside the door over there gathering information. But this is a critical time now that reports that we get now should not be news from Washington or from Moscow, but should be news directly from heaven itself. So hang tight. Uh, and you might notice some other changes in our program in terms of just the way we're doing things right now because there's such an urgency. Be sure, by the way, I want to warn you, be sure that you log on to all of our programming because I don't always repeat everything. I try to be uh, and give at least three lessons on the same topic and, and, at three different times. But in the event that I say something that's critical to your well-being and to that of your family and loved ones and to your economic and financial well-being, make sure you listen to everything that we say. These are some of the most important days uh, since the writing of the New Testament and the Old Testament itself. So you don't want to miss any chapters of the trust in the Lord, the Manning Report, the Pulpit of Power, 
or the Wednesday night prayer meeting. You don't want to miss any chapters of this teaching and time period. But Sabbath shall return. Now, pardon me, <clears throat> I need to let you know what is happening here uh, with Tribulation Trump, that God Almighty, his name is Jesus, to bring down a nation that is as powerful as rich and blessed as America, that he had to bring forth a leader that could bring the nation down from within. Pardon me. Uh, one of our great presidents was Abraham Lincoln said that if America ever falls, it will fall from within. And he was the one that presided over the greatest internal conflict uh, in America until tribulation Trump has come on the scene. Well, I should say until Obama. Now, let me repeat that. Abraham Lincoln presided over the greatest internal conflict in America until Obama and tribulation Trump. And what God Almighty, his name is Jesus, has done is that he has put a lying spirit in the mouth of tribulation Trump. And then he has put a group of disciples and followers, uh, and not just any group of disciples and followers, but God Almighty has put a spirit of delusion and reprobate mind over the largest Japheth uh, Christian, so-called Christian organization on in America called the Southern Baptist. Now watch this very carefully. Let's say you are a Trump supporter, but you've been listening to me anyway. Watch this and then analyze this on your own. You know that Trump is a liar. You wish that he would stop tweeting. You know that he's a liar. Notwithstanding, you might appreciate the fact that he has defeated Hillary or said he's going to lock her up or he's going to build a wall. All of that's good for you, but you know he is a liar. You know he's a liar. He's lied to you. But it's all right if it takes lies to keep him going, then that's fine with you. But now look again at the second part of this work of Almighty God, and it's marvelous and wondrous, is that God didn't call Hollywood to follow Tribulation Trump. No, God didn't call the millennials to follow Tribulation Trump. No, God called the largest church to follow the biggest liar. Now, you know, go ahead and spend that any way you want. You can say to follow him because God sent him. You can say that. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, well, I will not, let's not argue right now. Let's just hear out the argument. God Almighty has put a lying spirit in tribulation Trump. He done lied more than anybody ever lied on planet Earth. And he has put a spirit of delusion and his followers. Now, this man who is documented as a liar, as a rapist, as a bankruptcy king, is documented as all of these things and more. Yet his largest support system, when he looks back at his bench, at where his support comes from, 
It comes from the largest Japheth so-called Christian church in America. Now, you can say this is all valid. But what I've heard many of y'all say is that this is of God. And I'm ready to agree with you. Except uh, what God has done is God has put a lying spirit in the mouth of Trump and a whoring spirit in the mouth of white people. Now, I say white, I am generally use Japheth. But I want your attention. I want your attention. I want your attention. God has put a lying spirit in this orange hat orangutan, this coochie grabber, this rapist, tribulation Trump. A lying spirit. We all know it. Even you admit that. But God has also put a whore, the spirit of a whore, into the Southern Baptists and the Evangelicals, into Billy Graham and Franklin Graham, and into many Jews. God has put the spirit of a whore. And, and in fact, the mascot of the whores that the, that the Southern Baptists and Evangelicals represent, they are whores. And God has put that. Well, let me just read something from the Word of God. Can I do that? Look at 1 Kings uh, chapter uh, 22. And uh, I'm going to read a few verses here. Settle y'all down. Because all you J5 Southern Baptists are nothing but whores. You're, you're, you're filthy whores and your leader is, a, but, but, but God has made you a whore. God has put the spirit of a 42nd Street $10 whore into the spirit of Robert Jeffers, Billy Graham, Franklin Graham, Jeff Falwell Jr. They, they all, and then in the deacons and the choir members of the Southern Baptist Church have got the spirit of a $10 whore, a 42nd Street uh a, a street walker who turned tricks uh, or parked cars. That's what the Southern Baptists have become. But let me first, let me pull you, hold, hold, hold. But let, me, let me get to your, your, your leader. Uh, let me get to your leader. And let me show you that God will do this. Now I'm going to read a little bit from the scriptures. I know y'all know it. Well, maybe you don't. Look at 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 6. Then the king of Israel gathered prophets together. We're talking about the Jews now, Israel. About 400 men and said unto them, Shall I go up against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. 400 prophets, that's what they said. Verse 7, and Jehoshaphat said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? Jehoshaphat, and even though there were 400 men, 400 prophets all saying the same thing. Jehoshaphat said something about this ain't right. See, so he said, anybody else? Verse 8, and the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, there is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him 
For he doeth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, uh, let not the king say so. Then the king of Israel uh, called an official and said, hasten hither, Micaiah, the son of, of Imlah. Verse 10. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, sat each on his throne, having put on their robes uh, in a void place in the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. All the Southern Baptist prophets prophesied before them. And Zedekiah, the son of Shenaniah, made him iron horns, or horns of iron, and said, Thus saith the Lord, with thee shalt thou push the Syrians until thou have consumed them. There's another lying prophet, this is Zedekiah. And all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the king's hand. That's why all these 400 prophets and this one prophet, Zedekiah, 400 prophets all say the same thing. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah spake unto him, saying, Behold now the words of the prophets. I declare good unto the king with one mouth and let thy word, I pray thee, be uh, the word of uh, them that uh, spake that which is good. And Micaiah said, as the Lord liveth, what? The Lord said unto me, that will I speak. Well, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, verse 20, and the Lord said, who shall Persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall, that is, be destroyed, be killed at Ramoth. Who will do that? God said, who can I get to do that? Like he said, who can I get to destroy America? Right? Verse 20. And one said on this manner, and another on this manner, and there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? And he said, I will go forth. And I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade them and prevail also. Uh, they shall go forth. And so they have it. They have it. Now what will this all this mean? Well, let me tell you. God allowed a lying spirit to get in the mouth of 400 prophets plus one named Zedekiah. So that he can cause Ahab to go up against Ramoth Gilead and be destroyed in Jehoshaphat too. All right? Except Micaiah came and told him the truth. So what God Almighty, his name is Jesus, has done, he's put a lying spirit in the mouth of tribulation Trump so he can destroy America. Now you say, well, why would God want to destroy America? There are several reasons. Uh, I, I want to tell you how America has been a warfare nation. And the first reason, and, and perhaps most critical here now, uh, but there are others that are equally critical, is 9-11. 9-11 was a lie perpetrated by the globalists, which consists of many Shemites 
and Japheth people who had seen too much peace on planet Earth. There were no major wars. The American economy and banking system and manufacturing and Rust Belt manufacturing system had fallen into disarray. The economy was not producing and manufacturing implements of war, and there were literally millions of young men unemployed because the Department of Defense did not have a war to put them in. So they knocked down the globalist American Shemites and American Japheth people, knocked down those two World Trade Centers uh, in an organized uh, demolition. They knocked down those two World Trade Centers and faked those planes as a part of the process, and they blamed the stepson of Abraham uh, as, uh, who was a Shemite for the reason that they could rebuild the economy. America thrives on wars. America thrives on hiring men, especially Japheth young men, who are not college uh, material, uh, who need a place to go where they can get a hot meal and a cot and a paycheck. And so the military is where they go. But there was no need for soldiers. Ohio and Indiana, the Rust Belt was rusting out because there was no manufacturing of tanks or parts or tires or implements or bullets or rifles. None of that was going on for there had been no major war since Vietnam. More than 40 years had passed and the American economy was tanking like you'd never seen before. So the globalists, which are and were many Shemites and many Japheth, concocted a plan to knock down the World Trade Center so they could start a war with uh, the Muslims who are stepsons of Shem. And so it was. So they went into Afghanistan and, uh, and started their military excursions. I cannot tell you, and I don't have the number, but offhand, there has been more than $10 trillion spent on the war of Iraq and Afghanistan, and now in Syria and also in ISIS fighting. We're talking trillion dollars. We're talking a thousand billion dollars times 10. Manufacturing and money, which has boosted the economy of America and have given out-of-work, Japheth, uneducatable young boys something to do put a rifle in their hand and a uniform on them and a pair of good boots made in a good manufacturer of shoes on their feet and cause the economy to boom. That's number one. But we also have the Vietnam War. Yeah, we do. That was the last war that was a major producer of bombs a major producer of airplanes, a major producer of rivets, a major producer of military equipment and rifles and canteens 
and ready to eat meals and shirts and caps and boots. And America went into Vietnam to boost her economy again. And in Vietnam, America went in in 1955, uh, slowly and continued a period of 20 years as fighting there in Vietnam. And not just, but that they would boost the economy of America, because America needs wars to survive. Without a war, the economy of America tanks. Either you get wars, you have wars in America, or you got to go back to slavery again. And the Canaanites and Hamites say, we ain't going back to slavery no more, so they do wars. But I want to tell you something. I don't remember, know if you remember a chilling picture, depending on your age, of a Viet Cong on his knees with his hands tied behind his back and a young soldier from down in Oklahoma, or was it Louisiana or Mississippi? I'm not sure. Put a 45 caliber pistol to the head of this Hamite, the Viet Cong and Vietnamese and Vietnam people, Cambodians are Hamites. And this uh, soldier from, I don't know whether he's from Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, put a 45 caliber and pulled the trigger. And while that Viet Cong was on his knees there in the streets of Saigon, and that bullet went in his head on one side and out the other, and half of his brains hit the floor, hit the ground, hit the street, before his body limped. It was a chilling picture. And Walter Cronkite himself cried when they showed the brutality of America. And then, of course, American soldiers and chasing Ho Chi Minh through the jungles of Vietnam killed nearly a quarter of a million to a half a million Viet Cong in their carpet bombings and other battles that they fought. Now, there were 58 to 60,000 uh, American soldiers that lost their life and my friend Bo McFadder was one of them, and Joe Tari was another. And so I thought that, and this went through several presidencies, and it was the fuel and the discussion of many of the presidential elections. Dwight Eisenhower, John Kennedy, uh, Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, and Gerald Ford, all of these presidents in every presidential campaign from 1961 to 1974, all had to do with the Vietnam War and the money that it was pouring into the American coffers. But that wasn't enough. Because the globalists, the Shemites, and the Japheth, now why is this important? It's important because I'm here announcing that the day of God's vengeance is now on America. Vengeance for what the globalists have done. And I hesitate to use that term globalist because it's used in the mouth of a lot of phony people these days. So, but, you know, it's who it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. They're a bunch of, bunch of Shemites, Shemites, Wall Street types. Uh, I don't know if you've seen The Wolf of Wall Street. It's a dirty, vulgar movie. I wouldn't recommend it. 
But what you see going on in the raising of the prices of stocks and the selling stocks, well, that's how the globalists make their money on Wall Street, by creating wars. And the brothers over there in Afghanistan and Iraq, they know it. They know what America does. They know it. And Shem is a part of it. Israel and Netanyahu, they are center and a part of the money-making machine. A wars against Iraq took down Saddam Hussein um, and killed hundreds of thousands of Iraqis. Well, if you look also, it wasn't enough. Back in April of 1982, for two months, the British invaded the Falcon Islands down there in the Caribbean. South Georgia and the South Sandwich Islands surrounding seas and the aspect. They, I don't know if y'all remember that back in 1982. I certainly do. And uh, the uh, finally is that the British severed their result, their, their, their relationship with the, and we're going back down there in those islands again. Ronald Reagan was president when all of this uh, took place in terms of their invasion. So I wanted to bring all this information up on you and there's one other thing I think I need to bring because George Bush came in later on and invaded Panama, the land of the Canaanites. On the, started in December back in 1989-89 and chased Manuel Noriega. I think Manuel Noriega just got out of jail. He might still be in jail. Uh, uh, at, there in, in Panama. Now what is all this? Well, here's what I, I want to say to you. Now, what we see happening now is the justice and the judgment of God. What we see happening now is that God Almighty, his name is Jesus, has put a lying tongue and a lying spirit on that tribulation trump and has put the spirit of a whore and false prophets on Franklin Graham, Billy Graham, Robert Jeffers, Jared Falwell, James Dobson. He's put, just like I read a few moments ago, if you remember, out of 1 Kings, how God put a lying spirit in the mouth of 400 prophets so that he could destroy King Ahab. He wanted to get him. He wanted to get him for what he did to Elijah. And God put a lying spirit. So God has put the spirit of a lying prophets, lying preachers, every last one of them uh, Southern Baptists are liars and whores. And a lying spirit is in the mouth of tribulation Trump. And I thought I'd let y'all know that. God told me, and I'm telling you, that 9-11 was about money. It was about making America prosperous again. And tribulation Trump has come along, and to make he and Barack Obama working in concert, they are trying to fool you to make you think that Obama and Trump are enemies. They both are working together to make America satanic again, to make America prosperous again, to make America a whorehouse. They're both working together. Don't let them fool you. 
There's one man that's been standing toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe on bo against both of these devils. There's one man that's been standing toe-to-toe -to -toe against both of these devils. And you know it. You know I've stood against I've told the truth on both of these devils. I've told the truth. But this, my friend, is a judgment of God. It's the judgment of God. And he's put a lying spirit in the Southern Baptist. Put a lying spirit in the mouth of these two leaders. That America might be destroyed. And the judgment is what they have done to Vietnam. The judgment is what they have done to Afghanistan. The judgment is what they have done. To uh, Iraq, the judgment of God is against these homies. Now, the judgment of God prevailed against Japheth and the brutality he did against Canaan and Ham in the Civil War. And now we're revisiting the judgment of God against Japheth and Shem for what he's done against the stepson uh, of uh, Shem in the Muslims, and in the Canaanites and Hamites of Vietnam. And so it, that's, that's, that's it. That's it, my friends. That's it, the whole truth, and nothing but the stomp down truth. Me, I'm James David Manning. I'm warning people, get right with God and do it now. I'm the Lord's servant. More than 15,000 people aren't there anymore because they accidentally or knowingly misuse an opioid pain medication. Gone because someone was careless. If you've been prescribed opioids, please don't take chances. Follow your dosage plan exactly. Keep track of your meds, store them securely, dispose of them properly, and never, ever share. Drugs can help control your pain, but it's up to you to control your drugs. Because isn't there enough pain already? At Great Tomorrow's Elementary, Middle Schools, and Atla High School, we provide students with a great education, safe environment, and biblical principles that will help build your child's character. We stress the total development of each child, spiritual, moral, intellectual, social, emotional, and physical. Our motto, All Excellence All the Time, is part of our wonderful math curriculum, Memory, Articulation, and Discipline, given to the Honorable James David Manning by Almighty God. If you're looking for a nurturing Christian environment for your children, look no further and discover why Great Tomorrow's Elementary Middle Schools and Atla High School are without a doubt the, the best school in America! One in 285 children in the U.S. will be diagnosed with cancer by the time they are 20 years old. Childhood cancer is the leading cause of death by disease in children under the age of 19 in the U.S. Just over 50% of children die with cancer before the age of 20 survived at least five years. 
St. Jude is the number one hospital for pediatric cancer. It costs $2.4 million a day to run and there's no cost to be treated. Cancer research only receives just 4% of the annual budget from the National Cancer Institute. You, you can, can help childhood, childhood cancer, cancer research by, by donating, donating money, money today. today. Mr. Trump, we are the Lord's people, and hallelujah, and boom, shakalaka, goes right there. Reggae femme sous la terre, vraiment, qualité femme créole gagne, mon pays au son bagage sacré, pas un sage de l'envagé. Just a 
couple of updates. Uh, we will be um, sending the funding to uh, Pastor Salia uh, there in, uh, in Haiti so that he can put in the, uh, I think it's three uh, bathtub, uh, three toilets, or five toilets rather, and three basins, wash basins. That's the estimate, that, that's the number that will be installed along with a, a water pump to pump the water for these uh, plumbing uh, uh, items that will be placed in. Uh, we've committed to send him the money that needs to, uh, to, to, to have that happen. Uh, so these children can have a, a you know a toilet uh, and a, a place to wash their hands afterwards, um, and, and looking at the place could use a paint job down there too, uh, but we'll get to that. The, the the paint is not as necessary as the need for sanitation, and, and also an update about what we're happening at the Outlaw War Missionary Church. We are continuing our process of the restoration of our church building. Um, it is going forward. And uh, a large number of things are happening here. Um, and we are just so thankful to the new uplift and facelift uh, through the restoration project. The big major item will be the roof. Uh, and we uh, need to get back with architects that can help us with that process and the facade as well. So things are going, uh, well, we had a little bump in the road with our architects. We had to get rid of them. But otherwise... The restoration program continues, and we thank all of you for your love, your prayers, and, and your support. And we most of all thank Jesus that we're able to stretch forth our hands and help uh, down in Haiti. Uh, I'm sure you are aware of the, uh, the Pennsylvania election, uh, congressional district election uh, that happened recently. Uh, where uh, Connor Lamb and Rick Saccone were in an intense battle that was normally a Republican stronghold. But uh, Connor Lamb devastated uh, the dreams of Trump, Mike Pence, and Donald Devil Trump Jr., who all went out there to campaign to try to get uh, Rick Saccone elected. And what this portends is that the Trump train uh, is in deep trouble. If they can, can't win an, a, a power and a majority uh, congressional district, as was there in Pennsylvania, then trouble is all over America. And so I want to talk to you about how to get off the Trump train. Just get off. But there are a lot of problems with getting off the Trump train. I mean, had you gotten off a year ago, uh, it might have been a lot easier. Uh, but to get off now, for those who are still on the train, is a mega embarrassment. Because you've gone ahead and endorsed everything from raping of women, outright abuse and dogging of women, treating women like dogs. You've gone ahead now and supported quasi-racism with the alt-right and the white supremacists. While you may not be one, and you may very well not be a racist, but you have supported those that are. It's called treason on a racial social scale when you aid and abet someone against a national sovereign 
policy and people. So you have gone ahead. You may not be a racist, but you have put your hands with the rapist. A friend of mine said to me that as Trump said about Charlottesville, that there were good people on both sides. And I don't find any neo-Nazi as a good person. I don't, I don't think any white supremacist is a good person. I, I can't see any good in anybody whose basic religious and social beliefs are either white supremacists or Nazis. So when people say that they're good people, and there may have been bad people on the side of those marching against it, to be sure, they had haters over there. But there were no good people in neo-Nazis. So anyway, you've gone ahead and you swallowed that. You've gone ahead and you've watched Trump trash the government. You watched him allow the nation of Russia to overpower this nation, to penetrate and assault our sovereign voting system, and you've stood by with the lie that it didn't happen. So it may be hard to get off now. It may be hard to get off the Trump train right now, because where are you going to go? And then ultimately you got on the Trump train because you were fearing that America was becoming more brown than white and that the way of the American lifestyle was being threatened and that Trump, unlike other Republicans, was willing to confront this head on and build a wall and lock up Hillary. And you felt that for the salvation and the progenity of your children and your families and your fortunes that you had to support this lying New York liberal. You knew he was a liar, but if he could sustain your family, your fortunes, and keep America from getting too brown, then you went ahead and gave your support to him. But it's all coming apart now. It's all falling into little bitty pieces. His entire world, right now, our nation is being attacked in a cyber attack. That we are at war with Russia, but General Trump will not declare nor put forth a defense. He is allowing Russia to invade us with impunity in a cyber war event. And you're standing there and letting it happen. Choosing to be ruled by Russia than to be ruled by Africa. That's what it is. You made a choice whether you were cognizant of it or not, whether you were fully aware of it, you made a choice. You would rather be ruled by Russia than by Africa or by Muslims. You made the choice. And so if, if Russia has taken over our electoral system and has now chosen who shall be the Secretary of State, if Russia has done that and you know it's against 
our Constitution, but you're willing to stand up and defend Russia because if you don't, Mexico and Africa and the land of Canaan will take over. And you've made your choice. You, you, you. But now you're seeing that it's all falling apart. Moreover, in the last prayer meeting you had, God told you that he's against you and that he's against America. And that he's going to destroy you. And the very people that you were looking to see fall will be the people that will stand on your dead bodies and declare victory. So how do you get off the Trump train? Well, you just get out. You get out. And you go and you stand up and your family gather everybody and say you made a mistake. That's what I did. Say you made a mistake. And ask God to have mercy on your soul. But it will be better to get off and throw yourself on the mercy of God rather than let this Trump train drive you all, ride you all, all the way to the pit of hell. Get off! Give your ticket to somebody else. I don't know who you can give it to, but get off the Trump train and get off now. This boy is a lunatic. He's a servant of Satan. He's a servant of Satan. And you need to get out them Southern Baptist churches and you need to boycott Salem Media, Radio, Clear Channel, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Alex Jones. These are major apostles in the lying tongue that God has sent the lying spirit to to deceive you. Get off! Get off. It ain't easy. I know it ain't easy. But it's easier to get off and perchance, perchance, almighty God, his name is Jesus, will hear your cry and issue you some kind of re, uh, of forgiveness. Get off the Trump train and tell that orange hat orangutan, call him for just what he is, a liar, an abuser of women a rapist, a fraud, a freak, a degenerate, a crackhead, a psychopath. Tell him. Write him a letter and tell him. Oh, he ain't going to have nobody come and arrest you. No, he ain't going to do that. No, he ain't going to do that. No, he, he's not going to do that. He's too busy trying to keep his head above water and to keep his cocaine supply coming. He ain't going to arrest nobody. Otherwise, he would have arrested me. He ain't going to arrest nobody. He ain't going, and besides, if you tell her, I'm going to not join with the honorable James David Manning. Yeah, I'm going to join with him. Pastor Manning got several movements against you and against Japheth that we might save America, what can be salvaged out of her. And tell me you're going to get on the join with the elect, the Canaanites and the Hamites. But get off the train, my friend. Get off the train. You know, I made mention a few moments ago. And, you know, my mama used to say, but don't come out in the wash or to come out in the rinse. And I've been watching this Stormy Daniels woman running around here for a while. Y'all seen her? How could you miss her? Mm. Anyway, the, uh, I, I want to know why come Trump has not given her a nickname. 
I mean, Trump is not scared of Kim Jong-un and his rockets and nuclear bombs he got over there. Call him Little Rocket Man. Trump ain't scared of him. But there's one woman that Trump is scared to death. You know, Trump beat up on Rosie O'Donnell like she stole something. I mean, Trump beat up on Rosie O'Donnell like she was a Rosa Parks in a white skin. I, I mean, Trump beat up on Rosie O'Donnell like she was the leader of the Central Park Five. I mean, and, and all those five young men allegedly would have raped the, that, that young J-5 woman and Rosie O'Donnell did a sodomy thing. I mean, he beat up on that woman. But now this Stormy Daniels, what's the difference between Rosie O'Donnell and Stormy Daniels? What's the difference between old Rosie and Stormy? Trump beat the snot out of Rosie but he won't say a word about Stormy. Sums up. And the other thing I discovered, the Lord showed me, was that Trump talks about everybody, gives everybody a nickname, but there are two people he will not speak out against, nor give them a nickname. One is Vladimir Putin, and the other is Stormy. <laughs> Land your 747 aircraft on my chest. <laughs> you say, Pastor, this is a family show. Well, there, there was nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't laugh. <laughs> Trump landed a Trump plane on Stormy O'Daniels. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> yeah, anyway, my friend, I, I've got to. I, but it is this so. Get off the Trump train and get off now. Me, I'm James Evan Manning, everybody. I'm the Lord servant. All right, my friends, I am here to uh, inform you that New York City has the most expensive water in the entire world. We are back now in a court proceeding regarding the water and sewer attacks on our much-loved property, the Outlaw World Missionary Church here on the corner of 123rd Street and Lenox Avenue. Many of you have been aware of a court battle that we started back in February of 2016, where the New York City, in conjunction with a bank, uh, tried to foreclose our property uh, for water and sewer taxes. At the time, in February of 2016, the amount of money that the city was demanding from us was $1.2 million uh, in order that we could stop uh, or keep our property or be foreclosed. Upon close examination of the bill that was presented to the court by the city of New York, we discovered uh, that the billings that came from the Department of Environmental Protection, which regulates the dispensing of water and the carriage of sewage from all buildings and property in New York City government, non-for-profit, public, and corporate and for-profit businesses, one agency oversees that entire process. They're called the Department of Environmental Protection. 
And we discovered that uh, the Department of Environmental Protection in their calculation of what water we had used, notwithstanding that the, uh, the city of New York and the state of New York have both uh, given us a full and complete tax exemption because we are a not-for-profit organization that operates a homeless shelter 24 hours a day. We operate a breakfast program, a soup kitchen, a, a school that covers kindergarten, elementary, middle school, and high school that's been running for over 25 years, a church and a ministry of counseling and teaching, a prison ministry uh, that goes on 24 hours a day, seven days a week inside of the property you just saw. So New York City and New York State have both exempted us from any taxes because of the services that we provide to the community that are invaluable to the city. But the Department of Environmental Protection is another animal. They're the one that control the use of water. And what we discovered through the work of our investigation and our uh, opposing this matter in court that the city stated, or the Department of Environmental Protection stated, that even though they were asking us to fork up $1.2 million, uh, the bill, the true bill that they alleged that we owed, even though we don't owe it, we're tax exempt, was, was $105,000 that had accumulated over a period of 25 years, uh, the charge for the water. But with their adding on of interest and other charges, ran a $100,000, pardon me, I said uh, $105,000, ran a $105,000 bill that accumulated over a period of 25 years, all of which we, uh, we vehemently and vigorously oppose, to $1.2 million is what they want from us for serving us water and allowing the sewer service to uh, flow from our property. $1.2 million, that was bad in 2016. We took them out of the court and we swatted away because it was an invalid foreclosure and had enough holes in it to make a, a whole pound of Swiss cheese. The judge removed it. And, uh, and we then went back to the court and said to the court, we want you judge to look at the fact that a previous law court in the city court system of New York under the judgeship of Judge Cornreich, a judge that uh, we were completely tax exempt from all water and sewer charges uh, going back to the year 2001 or 2002 or somewhere thereabouts. That judgment was handed down to the city of New York Department of Environmental Protection, told them to leave us alone because we're completely exempt. We have a homeless shelter. We, uh, though we have par par parcels in the building, uh, where people live, such as myself and a caretaker and administrator of our school, that we are a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, fully exempt, and the judge ordered the city of New York to back off, shut up, and leave these people alone. Well, the city of New York did not do that. Now, the reason why the city of New York were distressed by that decision from Judge Cornreich declaring us not owing the city Department of Environmental Protection not one dime, was because they have foreclosed on hundreds of small storefront churches 
who in New York, the churches, buildings were converted uh, from uh, tenement buildings into storefronts and then above that residential areas. And there are literally thousands of them over the city of New York. And the city has been foreclosing or yanking or jacking taxes and water charges from the apartments above the church, but allowing the church to enjoy a tax exemption even from water and sewer charges. And when the judge ruled in our favor, Judge Cornwright ruled in our favor, that was a precedent, that was a watermark uh, for all churches that had been foreclosed previously, property confiscated and sold by banks and people thrown into the streets. Well, that, all that, those decisions going back years have been overturned by the decision of Judge Cornwright that decided, because we put a vigorous defense up stating that we were fully tax exempt. But the city then appealed it because they realized that they would be caught really red-handed uh, having foreclosed, disrupted, destroyed families, destroyed people, uh, and, and, and just confiscated property from people through an illegal tax of water and sewer. And so they appealed and took it to the Court of Appeal, to, to the Appellate Division in New York. And in the Appellate Division, there was a, a case also going for, there's a, the Watchtower, the Jehovah's Witnesses have a mega building about 30 stories high in Brooklyn called the Watchtower. And in the Watchtower, they have religious organizations and religious services and administration, but they also have a number of rooms in their building where they house visiting preachers or counselors or people coming from out of other states uh, to stay while they're hosting events or conferences. That matter went before the appellate division and the appellate division ruled that the Jehovah's Witnesses, though their main feature could be water and tax exempt, uh, having members come in and sleep overnight in some of their rooms was not tax exempt. And as a result of that, uh, when our case went before the appellate division, the judge did not rule against us, but sent our case back down to the law court to be reviewed based on the uh, Jehovah's Witness Watchtower decision that appeared to be similar to ours. But our case is distinguishable from the Jehovah's Witness case. Our case, though we have rooms in our property uh, that's not a sanctuary or fellowship hall, all those rooms serve as either homeless shelters or legitimate areas of parsonage or administrative or caretaker, which is also uh, exempt under the water and sewer. So we are distinguishable. Uh, and the, the, the appellate court did not say that we were tax exempt. It sent it back to the, the, the law court that brought to the city of New York to re-examine it. And when the law court, we appealed after the foreclosure action, the law court, same judge that stopped the foreclosure action, looked at the Jehovah's Witness uh, uh, action and said, well, even though you have been given a tax exemption for years, uh, the law court is now reversing that. And so the judge then denied us full tax exemption and the city has come after us again. Uh, but this time, not for 1.2 million, they come after us for $1.7 million for water. Ain't that nothing? So therefore, we've called this segment, New York City has the most expensive water in the world. I mean, it is an outrage, it's unconscionable. 
that the city of New York would even come anywhere near us or, and not allow our exemption to go through and just leave us alone. I mean, how can a building like this use $1.7 million worth of water in an entire lifetime? Look at that, look at that's our building. How can we use over $1.7 million in water and the nerve of New York City to want to It'll make a junkie say Jesus is Lord. I got a word in my mouth. I got a word. Face my 